We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am joined not by my wonderful co-host Rohan, but by a fellow Blue Wire podcaster, the one, the only, Bart Winkler, host of The Bart Winkler Show. If you're listening to this, you probably already know Bart, so the introduction may be not necessary. Local legend, Bart Winkler. How's it going, Bart? Jesus. Uh, thanks. You come um, on the pod, I say nice things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, good. Good to be here. Um, good to talk bucks. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I did. It was Tuesday and somebody had asked me if I was watching the game uh, and I didn't I didn't remember that the bucks were playing preseason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. NBA preseason. I'll, I'll get into it when the when the season starts. But that that's one of the, uh, the parts about this. Damian Lillard trade that is so exciting not that again we root for a team that has been so bad and so irrelevant for so long so to say something even remotely in this realm is uh preposterous but regular season was going to kind of be like a drag you know because we, we, we knew they would be good we knew they, they would go to the playoffs we knew they would get a good seed now we're about to see, like, basketball in its most desired form. And I can't wait for it, Ty. I can't either. I mean, listen, I, I'm a sicko. I was excited to see Malik Beasley. I was excited to see the new offense, new defense, that kind of stuff. But I, I think certainly you're right from a, a, a more broad general buck sense. Like, the excitement has ratcheted up to a level – that we have not seen in in years, even with them being this good. I would say maybe the season after the championship, just because. But even still, I think it's a different kind of excitement. Like, you know, a can they do it again with this this group? You know, can they run it back? That's that's exciting in a way for sure. But I don't know. Have we ever had an offseason this exciting? Because, I, you know, you can – and people will say, you know, they brought in Bud, all this stuff. Yeah, but like we didn't know they were going to be that good right away. They were like they were good. We thought they could win fifty, and they won sixty. Maybe the next year after that, but like they either they won the championship or went off in the playoffs so ugly. Versus this last year, they went out ugly. You know the coaching change, people a little nervous. What are they going to do? Giannis's whole thing, and then it's like oh they got Dame. I, I would say maybe the year before when they got Drew that was up there, and then the year after winning a championship just with that buzz. But there's still a different. It's a different atmosphere than I even expected, I think, post-game trade. Where, where, what do you think about that? Well, I think because not just Bucks, but if you want to look at the state itself, you know, there are sickos that only root for one team or not, whatever. But if you are a true, you know, like Wisconsin everything, how many times do we hear 
we were going to get Randy Moss or we were going to get even Tony Gonzalez or we were going to get Marshawn Lynch or we were going to get Pete Alonzo or we almost uh, had, you know, this guy. And, you know, with the Bucks, it's always like, remember, remember that I remember the morning on the radio where Anthony Davis said we were one of four teams he might that was play a fun for. Day. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> there's nothing to this. There's nothing to this. It is. It means nothing. It is nothing. But we, you know, we even though we have one of the guys in Giannis, we always dream about another one, and and we got one. We got uh, all the all the in the mix. Almost had. We're in conversations. Like they they got a guy, and I think where if you were playing out what the Bucks' future could be, and there's still many mysteries to it, of course. But if you got to a point where all right, it's time to move on from Giannis. He wants a new challenge. Let's at least try to get something in return. Uh, you would be elated to get, hey, get Dame here. You know, you're getting Dame and Giannis at the same time. This is this is the thing that really bothers me about the way this trade has been presented. And a lot of that was the Drew Holiday fallout, where Drew Holiday for years like we were the ones screaming hey this guy's pretty great and then nobody would listen um i the the emails i get from like i think it was bet online maybe but we're all hyped about dame a couple days later drew goes to the celtics and the title of the email was boston now the favorite after they won up bucks how do you one up a team when you're trading for the guy that they traded away to get the like the guy yeah. that should have made them the favorites in the first place. And I read this NBA GM survey, and it's all like Celtics, Celtics, Celtics. And there, there, I, I do, I do stand by. If the Celtics were coming into the season with Giannis and Dame and Middleton and Brooke, and the Bucks had Tatum and Brown and Drew, no one would take that team to win. We would all be Boston for some reason. It does exist. Whether or not I need to obsess about it, it's another thing, but it does exist. <laughs> and it's it's kind of like where we we it's just so disappointing. The excitement is there at a level where has it been like this? Lovely. And everybody nationally, and I'm not talking like two or three guys on ESPN or one or two guys on the ringer. I'm talking like every single person, except for a couple uh, former NBA guys, I think on podcasts said some nice things. Uh, maybe KG or someone KG else was one. Yeah. Although he thought Thon could be an MVP. Yeah. So he's, he has a soft spot for the bucks for some reason, man. But everyone was just like, no, no, no rush on this. It's not going to happen. LeBron teams up with Bosch and Wade, right? The whole world understands that's going to be something. KD goes to the Warriors. The whole world understands that's going to be something. And now we take Damian Lillard, who has been struggling as a one-man show for 10 years, and Giannis, who has not been a one-man show, but can be defended in that way, and has been defended in that way, now you're bringing them together? Like, the thing that Dame needs most and the thing that Giannis needs most are each other? And I was just reading uh, Eric Name's piece in The Athletic about... Great, the, ar- great the, article. Great just article. the practice stuff. And it's like, I don't think where I go, I don't think our brains have understood yet what we're about to see. And that's why we're excited. Yeah. Because we know that we're going to see something cool. I think the rest of the NBA is either trying to pretend like it won't happen or just doesn't have a concept of what they're about to see. But I, and, and I don't know if Damian Lillard and Giannis know, like, there's going to be plays that they are used to running, as Damian kind of said, where they're going to see something that they never expected. Damian Lillard is going to run a play for the 1,000th time after 11 years, and all of a sudden he's going to have a different option or a different look than he's ever had because Giannis just exists, and vice versa for Giannis. Like, I don't, I just, the one, like, the one thing that each of these guys needed was each other, and, like, the only, like, if there's injuries, obviously, yeah. and whatever. But 
basketball wise, there's no way this won't be a success. It will be good. Will there be a night that they have to figure each other out? God, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't I wanna, think so. I, wanna, I think I wanna, this wanna, is going to be this dominant. I want to touch on a lot of a lot of this, and I think as you know, the title here says that's the main thrust of this of this podcast. I heard your people are saying a rant. I, I didn't even. I thought it was too too well thought out to be a rant, but just like the the response to this around the league, I agree. It has was been an impassioned statement. Yeah, I, that that's that's good good branding. Um, the one of the craziest parts to me is a, a lot of this, and and I know I think it was Kevin Pelton did their like math or whatever, and they pegged the Bucks at forty eight and a half wins or something for the season, which I did some research is absurd. They have not wanted a less than fifty one game clip in the last five years, and the fifty one game clip was Brooke missing sixty nine games and Chris Giannis Drew combining to miss like another thir- like forty five. I think like they win, they win a ton of games. They're not going to win. 47 games with Giannis and Dame. I, I think it's absurd to think How can that. anyone that covers the league, like how can they put their name? At t- I just uh, don't, they, they won that I don't 50, fathom. How can you put your name next to Bucks 48 and a half? How can you do that? They put 58 when they, they were above their skis a little last year. I've, the point differential is the point differential. They were not 10 games above, I don't think. And Chris played like 30 games. And Giannis and Drew again. Giannis and Drew have not been very healthy the last several years. They just win. They're good. And I've seen uh, as justification for this, like, oh, but the depth is worse. I was like, is it to a point that matters? Malik Beasley for Grayson campaign for Javon Carter. I don't think the depth Carter. is worse. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think you look at – I mean, they lost, okay, Wes Matthews and Joe Ingles. Like, that, fine. Like, uh, those guys played like half the year anyway. And they, they replaced them with other wing players. Like, Marjan maybe plays more. Andre Jackson maybe plays more. I think they go 10 deep before you even get to those young guys, though. Like, I don't think the depth is an issue here at all. This isn't the Suns where it's their three guys and then now Yusuf Nurkic. I still don't understand what they're doing ever. And a bunch of vet minimums. Like, I think the Bucks have a better team. I think Crowder is here for the whole year now. I think he's going to be a useful player. I, I don't think you look at the one-for-one swaps and go, oh, they're a lot softer at the bottom of the rotation now. And the other thing, even if they were, probably doesn't matter if Chris can play most of the games – and Damon Yannis play most of the games. Like the, the, even the teams that were really thin, when you have pairings like that or trios like that, it doesn't matter. You just win. Like this is not the NFL or the MLB where it's like, oh, you have Shohei and Mike Trout, but how's your fourth starter? This is the NBA. Wade Bosch. How LeBron. can you take a team, even if these guys, even if these writers think like, oh, because they, you know, they pump up the Celtics oh, yeah. and they're talking about the margins of where the Celtics will get the Bucks in a six, seven game Eastern Conference Finals. They're talking about like really slim things. And then they say under 50 wins. It's insulting. <laughs> it's got to be for no other reason than to, and that, that that's the thing though. Why would you do that? Would you do it because like, hey, you know, I always thought that, um, we're a very easy target, the state of Wisconsin, in terms of when yeah. the national media says something where it's not true. We we will defend it very strongly. Um, yeah, Skip's had his fun with us. Cowherd does it a little more tactfully. But they, Stephen you know, a, like the city itself, will go to that. Yeah, every we, couple of years. they know they can draw a reaction from us. They they won't pick on certain cities because you're not going to get the reaction. You know, you'll get a reaction from uh, Wisconsin. I don't think that's the case here. I think um, they really do. They really are infected. There is really an infection about what Boston is. And I'm, I'm on the same tirade in the NFL right now where everybody is just like for the ninth straight year saying the Niners are going to win it all. That's great. They haven't won since like gas was 17 cents, you know, (laughs) like why, why, why do we, why do we, why does the NBA fantasize over this team where when you look at Milwaukee and the Suns is a good example because when they traded for everybody it's like all right you've got these three guys making a lot of money maybe Aiton's in there they traded him and then it is vet men season you know Warriors did men season and um the Bucks aren't that though the Bucks aren't that and I'm I'm like more comfortable with like we have we have some younger guys I'm not Joe Ingles and Wes Matthews leaving and their 37-year-old bodies are not going to be the reasons the Bucks don't win a championship. You know, we've had a different version 
of Joe Ingles for the last 15 years. Uh, we will be fine. We can we can move on. So I just yeah, I, I think a lot of this is going to be where people are going to um, then see what happens, see how good it is. There's going to be plays that wow them, and they're going to say like, where was that? Like no one thought it would be this good. <laughs> Well, you should have if you weren't so, like, infected. And that, so it, it, it really it really does bother me that it's not even an anti-Milwaukee thing. I, I really, it's a pro-Boston thing. Uh, yeah, the, the fact the that day. Drew Holiday went, from, oh, went yeah. from third player or fourth, you know, role player guy to best defender in the game, I just, it, it's really unsettling, as you can tell. I think uh, now if you post what Drew shot in the playoffs, it's slander to Drew and it shows you Bucks fans don't respect their their legend, everything else. Listen, I think the numbers should be retired. I think he was you know crucial in a championship run the first time in 50 years. Love Drew Holiday. They don't win without him. No, but they're telling lies about Drew Holiday now. I mean, they're just like I, I still think and I've said this before and I, I'm not going to do a scouting report of Boston right now. We'll get to that hopefully before a great playoff series. And I do think I think they're going to be a great team, to be clear. Like, I think it's going to be hard to beat them. I, I think Milwaukee should be the favorites. I think they have the best two players in, in any series before they get to the finals, at least. But um, I, I think it's going to be a, I'm not saying Boston sucks. I do think like you look at how the Jays shot last year. And how Horford trailed off through last year and how Drew has shot in the playoffs every year. I don't think it's going to be super seamless for them. I, I think there's going to be some questions they have to answer. I think their depth is kind of weird. I think it's like quietly a little weird that they extended Peyton Pritchard before Drew, who's clearly wants an extension. I, I don't know if that's just like a cost thing or what. They're going to get very expensive in a year or two. I know that. Um, but even just for this season, like I think they're going to have some things to figure out. What kills me is oh, the Bucs are going to have this adjustment period and the other teams aren't. Like the Celtics, I think, have more adjustment than the Bucs. The Bucs are changing a lot. But Adrian Griffin literally said, it's not rocket science. Like Dame and Giannis are going to run, pick and roll. It's a, it's a guard, a pull-up guard, and a, a roll man. Like this is easy. And I've seen people say, and this was not a common take, but like, oh, is Chris is Chris not necessary anymore? He's the wing. Like this is all. It's all so easy. I think if a like oh uh, the Bucks, they, we can't figure it out. We have superstar point guard who can pull up from anywhere. One of the best jump shooter. One of the top two jump shooters of all time from the point guard position, at least. The, uh, the most dominant, forceful big who's never had a good enough rolling partner. Shout out to Chris. Has done some great things in the honest pick and roll. Does not have the handle or the ability to punish isolations that Damian Lillard does. And then you have a wing. Who can play off of them? An elite, elite catch and shoot shooter who could really use the benefit of being that clear third guy offensively. I think to make life easier for him. I think he's been a little overtaxed at times. That's why a lot of their playoff games turn into like grind out just barely enough points to win because we can defend but we can't always score. That's such an easy fit. And then your fourth best guy is a spacing big who can also roll and dominate around the paint. Or can space out to three and had one of his best shooting seasons, if not his best, last season. This is all easy. This is not like, oh, it's a lot of talent, but how are they going to figure it out? And I'd like to add, like those other examples, what team has really been like, oh, we have too much talent and they can't figure it out? Like the KD Nets ended up imploding, right? It wasn't because they didn't figure it out on the court. They couldn't stay healthy, and then Kyrie was not able to play, and then James Harden requested a trade. When they played together, they blitzed teams. And that wasn't, I think, a great fit. I think it was a lot of overlapping skill sets, whatever. It didn't matter. Look at the Warriors with KD. They had to, like, throw away the whole beautiful game they played. But guess what? You drop KD in the middle of the floor, it makes you better. It doesn't make you worse. Like, you figure it out if the talent's good enough. But I don't think there's any reason that the Bucs are going to be like, what do we do? We just don't know what to run. They won't shut up about what they're going to run. It's very obvious. And it's clearly working because Dame and Giannis keep saying like, wow, this is the best looks we've ever had. This is crazy how easy this is. And these prognosticators are like, it's going to be a big adjustment. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to score. Well, and I don't under, like, why, why are we, why are, why is that? It's not like this is a, oh, they only have one ball situation. It's five. And the, so then it's like, well, who's the fifth starter? Who cares? Just put it, 
put a guy there. Like he'll have a role, obviously, but they yeah. fit each other. They, it all, it's just like, it's so it's obvious. A, it's all interconnected. It's like a constellation. It just, it, it is what it is. It's beautiful basketball. And you have, like, you do have a, if you want to say, oh, Celtics, Bucks, or whoever, you got a first year head coach doing all this. Not that I don't think, but there's, there's something you can say. Like, yeah. if you're trying to do this, there's something that you can say in terms of a much easier like way, but instead everyone's going, well, Damon Giannis won't work. What? <laughs> for <laughs> years, took him a long time to figure for, that out for a decade. You knew like, Oh, if only Giannis had a Dame. It, like, or if only yeah, Dame had a Giannis. That's the, it, literally that guy is the guy we said. It's literally the guy we like not to be weird, but like the fantasy situation was like, Oh, Dame and Giannis. That, I mean, Steph and Dame were the two guys where you go, yeah. that's perfect. I mean, can we get Trey Young? Is Trey, can we get, you know, is Jalen Green going to be available? Can we get someone who can maybe be like that? Dame is literally the guy. Like, you couldn't ask for a better fit with Giannis. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, and they just haven't, as good as Drew was, they haven't had this guy running the point ever with Giannis. And and now they have him, and it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's very um, frustrating to me, uh, you know, because it's my team, obviously, and I have a thing against the Celtics where everyone seems to be pro them. But it's just the lack of, like, there's so many smart people that cover the NBA, and it's like they have this giant blind spot to this. And and they're all going to play dumb when it when it looks. Be- I mean, I cannot wait. I think this it. is an in and out of the state thing. I think it affects people here and uh, the, certainly the national. I think there's just like a built in. It's like you know Frank Madden used to always tweet, "Never trust the Bucks." And of course, after 21, I think he recanted it officially. But I think that is pervasive to a lot of people, and they just like they ratchet down whatever the ceiling is. By like 5, 15, 20% automatically just, oh, it's the box. I mean, it's, you know, that makes sense, but it, oh, it's the, it's not, is it going to be that good? Which I think is ridiculous. You look at the success they've had and yes, Jamie and Lillard and Giannis Adetokounmpo it, it on is, the same team. I, I think I said this and I want your reaction on this. This is something that for the almost like the whole rest of the history of the league, this is something the Lakers would have done. Like, this is the kind of move to get Dame with Giannis for what the Bucs had to give up, which, I mean, I guess Drew Holiday is, you know, maybe the fifth best player in the NBA or something now. But that's the kind of thing the Lakers would do. They gave up nothing. Let's be clear. They gave up with all due respect. uh, How about this? They gave up nothing to upgrade Drew to Dame. They gave up nothing on top of Drew to upgrade him. I think that's the diplomatic way to say it. One pick, two swaps, Grayson Allen. And this is unfortunate for the Bucs. That it was the first time in human history that there was a human side to a trade. We've we've never understood that these are real humans until this trade. 
I still I, listen. Do I still feel bad? Yeah, that sucks. I have to move. I, I you know, it's I, weird. It is it's weird, weird that you can live in a place, get a phone call, and say you're moving to a new place, like tomorrow. But hold on, because you might actually be moving to a different place, and we're not yeah. talking like neighborhoods in Milwaukee. We're talking yeah. parts of the country. It is weird. You also play a game for thirty-five million dollars. Yeah, I mean, there's it's like a, it's a good deal. There's give and take. It's a good deal if you can get it. Um, I, yeah, I, and I, I, it was kind of like too. So they got some flack for not telling him beforehand. But the whole point of how they did the whole deal was so the name doesn't get out there if it doesn't happen. And so it's you know John Horst. He he owned that. We we should talk about. I, I haven't even talked enough about. I talked about it with Rohan. I don't think this is getting enough. I, I like. John Horst's reputation has been too low for a long time now, I think. I think you look at what he's been able to do, and they always say the Bucks have no assets, and they always find a new star or a new perfect role player to pair. And again, they've won one. They've had some bad flameouts. You know, I think I think they beat the Celtics if Chris plays at all in that series, and he didn't. Last year just sucked. I think, I think something was wrong with the chemistry. I think Bud, you know, I think the tenure had just run its course, to be honest. Yeah. And that's why I think we heard enough – from players on the team directly and indirectly to know there was just something off. And then Giannis misses some games. I think there was something off even when he did play. But you look at what the teams they put together every year, the sustained winning. I mean, I think evidence enough is the fact that Giannis is still here. Like, I do think he's loyal because they're good enough, which I think is fair. This isn't a dig at Giannis, but like they've always been good enough. And I think that's why he's Well, he's always said, try to win and I'll be there, which these comments this year, it was the same. I mean, one one bit on the radio was I, and it was national radio, so I had more fun with it. But they, I would I read comments from Giannis from previous years, yeah. and I would, and then I would be like, oh my god, so this is really, and then I'd get people worked up, and I'd say, oh wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that was those five years ago. He yeah. eventually resigned, and I did that a little bit um, because they are committed, and I've always said that John Horst's main job isn't to win. It, championships it's to keep Giannis here and get his hand for pen to paper for the next contract yeah. but in that article like John Horse how 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 like if I was the sons in this you're telling me that this trade went down because we were willing to find out 15 minutes before <laughs> that we were getting Grayson Allen so and we're okay with that they well, like how horse got these guys me. to be quiet and that's why I'm glad in the press conference horse was like look shout out to Cronin yeah. Like I have to give this guy credit yeah. because I just, I just, I control somehow. He controlled it's insane. the whole Damian Lillard thing. How? It's insane Damn. with one pick. With one pick, horse comes in. He's just like, hey, we can do this, but we're gonna do it our way. And if anything is not how we like it, we're done. And Cronin and the Suns owner, who I think is just doing these deals now, kind of boldly, boldfacedly, we're just like, okay, yeah. Sure, whatever. You got you got the one pick, so whatever you're saying, we're on board with. I think it's a huge failure on Miami's part because I think whatever they want to say about Cronin and clearly there was bad blood there, I don't think they I, – I, I've been saying for weeks now, and I am going to take one last victory lap. There was a way for the Bucks to get in. That part looks good now that I said it. But the, the pathway in is Miami Fs around and finds out. They go, ah, nobody else wants him. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. We'll give you one pick. We'll give you Lowry and Duncan. That's all you're going to get. And I said, listen, the Bucks were in on Beal, I, I think. And thank God he ended up picking Phoenix because there's no Dame if there's Beal. So that, that one worked out. Um, but, uh, you know, the Bucks horse is going to go in here and go, hey, this is all we've got. Like, we'll do it. Like, we want Dame. Like, let's get it done. And that is what happened, clearly. And no other team was aggressive enough. And the Bucks were like, and this is how they did Drew, too. If you remember when they got Drew, nobody knew. It was like, oh, is he going to be a net? Like, who else is going to get him? And the Bucs are just like, here's our best offer. You want to do the trade or not? And they get trades done doing that. And I think the other front offices appreciate the Bucs aren't going to be like, oh, we'll give you you know, the top 15 protected pick, but we're not going to give you. No, here's all. The, we don't care. Here's all the stuff. We don't yeah, care about were like, These are 11-year-olds. We told, don't care. They told Portland. Here is our offer. It's not our best, but it's the best you're getting. Yeah. Why would you want to trade with them? Yeah. Meanwhile, the Bucs are like, here's everything we can give. But here's what kills me. And it worked out for Portland. It did. And I think that's the consensus now. It was very risky for Portland to take Drew without being able to shop him first. And I think you expect you'd get a good haul. I think they got a pretty a pretty good return from the Celtics for Drew. I guess that that's kind of going to be implied. 
But I think there was a little more risk there than, than people say. And of course, for Phoenix, I mean, listen, I am not, I'm not on board for Aiton for use of Nurkic anyway. But the fact that they, it was either going to be Grayson, they thought, or Victor Oladipo, who I'm not sure if he's even going to play this year because he just had another serious knee injury in the playoffs. And they were going to be on board either way. How badly did the Suns hate DeAndre Ayton, dude? Where they're just like, yeah, this guy who's not going to play or Grayson Allen? Sure, we'll take one of those guys in Nurkic. And they had to throw in a prospect who apparently looks good for Portland. That kills me too. The Bucks drafted two intriguing second-round players. They got Marjon on the roster. They have Portland's second-round pick this coming draft. Portland's not going to be good. The Bucks held that pick and they're young guys. And Phoenix gave up a young player. It's insane how this trade worked for the. And I'm saying, if the Lakers had traded Drew Holiday and one first, two swaps, and nothing else, and, and I said Grayson and Grayson, for Dame, I like they, people would say to shut down the league. Would they not? Yeah. Would people not say, like, this is unfair? Why are we even, why are we even doing this? This is ridiculous. Yeah. And instead, instead, the, the guy the Bucks traded for is now on the favorites. Huge eye roll for the audio consumers. I <laughs> you saw you saw only the whites of my eyes. Yeah, that was a big one. That was an impressive roll. I don't think I could do it again. Yeah, no, you might strain something. <laughs> you can't can't miss any time right now podcasting. I know, I know. Yeah, so I'm I'm worked up. I'm just I'm yeah. excited though. Like that all being said, I think we need to get to these opening games. Uh, and, and the other thing that sucks is like Bucks Celtics, the first time they play, there's going to be too much put on it. So yeah. just like I thought Packers Bears, there was going to be too much put on it. And there was um, I, I just I they have to. It's like, please just win. Yeah. I just I don't want to just please win. I don't. That's so I'm excited about that this year because I feel like they came out flat for almost every big game last season. And I do think there's going to be a different energy this year between like. I think the coaching change itself shook things up a lot. I think the players were kind of like, whoa, well, they, we actually did this. Okay, that's. I think that's going to give you a jolt anyway, and it seems like the way they're going to play now might carry some more energy with it. I mean, I know you haven't been grinding preseason. Like the physical defense, there's a lot more switching. Like there's a lot more activity. I think the team, it seems like even guys like Brooke, who I know there was a big talking point of like, you know, is Brooke Lopez going to be ostracized? Are they even going to bring him back? Like are they going to be able to – Brooke, from the quote, sounds like he's energized to play this way. Like, he's about it. So, and Chris, same deal. So, if Chris and Brooke are on board with the changes, I feel like everyone's going to follow suit just because those guys were so, you know, stamped in old Bucks culture. But it seems like everyone really is just like, yeah, let's do it. Like, we're, we're down to play like this. But when well, Damian Lillard is yeah. going to a new, like, yes, it's small market to small market. So, like, the lifestyle may be kind of similar here as it was in Portland. But Milwaukee, as much as people do like to throw water on him, has an elevated stature in the league over Portland. Oh, yeah. He's going to be playing on Christmas. He's going to be playing on you know Thursday nights. He's going to be playing in prime time. He's going to be on ABC games. He's going to be in bigger matchups than and new fresh matchups. Not that they've not played teams in the East before, but it's going to be a whole like he know like he's going to want to raise his level even because yeah. the stage is a little brighter. So it's just going to be. Like, again, you took a regular season that was going to be competitive and there'll be moments and whatever. And it was going to be more about, like, let's see a little more Marjan. Let's see a little yeah. more Andre Jackson. Some scheme like, wrinkles, that kind of thing. Yeah. Now it's going to be it's going to be a party every night. And that yeah. I cannot wait for. And I, that's good for guys like us who need that. Yeah. I went to. Here's a question. When's the last time a Sunday at noon in October? There was anything to care about besides the Packers. I went to the Bucks Bulls game Sunday at noon, just because me and a couple of buddies is like Rohan and 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 our friend Colin. And it's like, is there a chance that this is the first Dame Giannis game? You got to be there if it is, right? I I, I, I went for it. It wasn't, you know, it was nah. a Lindell Wigginton start. Still very much enjoyed. You know, I'm a sicko. I don't care. But I I think I, I feel like I'm gonna go to more games than I've probably ever gone to this year because it's like. You just don't get stuff like this very often anywhere, but certainly not in Milwaukee. And that's been true of the whole Giannis tenure, not to sell short the last five plus years here. But Giannis and Dame, I mean, do you know the last time a buck besides Giannis got a single MVP vote? I went through some of this. Dame has gotten them like five or six different times. He's finished as high as fourth. 
Uh, I don't think Ray ever got one, did he? He No, he did. Pe- more people get than you think. Michael Red got literally one in 04. That was the last time before Giannis, any buck ever got one. And I think oh. the last time anyone made All-NBA before Giannis. Is that from Charles Gardner? Did he give him the vote? Uh, it might have been from Charles Gardner. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, really, Michael Red? Who put Michael Red fifth, man? He got one. That's point. that's got to be called Chucky G. <laughs> I think so. Or I don't know who else would would be doing. Somebody saw, you know, somebody probably saw him drop like fifty twice that year, and just those are the only Michael Red games they saw, and they were like, that, that guy can play. Fifth in MVP voting, lifted the Bucks to probably like a. That's how seat. I made. Uh, that's how I made honorable mention in soccer. My <laughs> um, uh, senior year, I was very bad as a goalie, but I had. A really good game against the best team in the league. So the oh, guy threw nice honorable mention. Yeah, it, it was, works out it was, that way. It does. Um, no, it's been a long time. We we would always be like, you know, hey, LeBron's coming. We got to go to the game. Oh yeah, or the Warriors are here. You got to go to the game. Now you get forty-one nights. Of, yeah, we'll see what it is, but yeah, forty-one nights of Giannis and Dane. <laughs> I mean, what? Right, just like miles from where you live. It's, yeah. bon- it's bonkers. I think we've never seen a pairing like this on the court before in the NBA. Not talent-wise. I'm not going up that way. But in terms of since the game has changed with all the spacing, right, we've not had a pick and roll where it's one of the most dominant perimeter player pull-up shooting guys from like literally 30 feet away and someone with the rim gravity and and domination in the paint as Giannis. I think you could argue the Nuggets are kind of close just because Joker does so much. But as good as he is, like he doesn't roll and get to the rim the same way Giannis does. He goes to some well, the Nuggets score there, but it's different. The Nuggets, why I respect the Nuggets is because they've gone through like a couple of years of trying to find what we have our guy. Yeah. What's the best possible thing that we can do around our guy? And I feel like so the his dame is just the rest of the team. Yeah, it's pretty and perfect. It works. It's, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's very perfect. And I think the Bucks were trying that. Yeah. Um they won a title. You know, you could always have used like, but that's why it was always like get Teletovich, get Miritich, yeah. get Ingles, get these guys because Giannis is gonna suck and then kick it out and then he kicks it out and then okay, but then they miss and then we have a point guard who's great defensively, but for whatever reason every point guard we have Loves chucking up shots early in the shot clock. And yeah. that's just part of it. That's who he is. So we got to accept yeah. it. This is, see, we keep talking about Giannis and Dame tie, but they still, they still have a, a whole nother six, seven guys. And that's, that's like Middleton and Lopez. That's a crazy Lopez top four. won you a series in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Middleton has won you series. These guys have been the, a option when they've needed to be now they will never need to be and they can just all of a sudden you're like yeah you know Giannis and dame where did where did these 34 points from mid come from yeah that's what's gonna be it's gonna be so great oh i can't wait well and i it's like chris i feel like and, and the eric name story in the athletic today that you mentioned earlier I was we hadn't we just don't hear that much from chris in general i, I think he's got a social media guy now the clips have been have been pretty fun but uh Chris talking about like or no it was Dame talking about Chris but Dame goes to Chris and he's like like let me know what I can do to accommodate you Dame I just want to say a little off topic the way Dame has tried to be so like non-intrusive and accommodating while coming in as one of the best we'll say six to not get in a weird place, Bucks players in Bucks history ever, and certainly Giannis's best teammate ever, certainly the best non-Giannis Buck in, in decades at least. The way he's coming in as that guy, and he knows he's that, he's not dumb, but he's like, don't want to walk on anyone's toes, want to make sure everyone's cool. And and the, 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 the fact that also the, all the Bucks are like, no, we want you be that guy. You be that guy. We don't want you to not be that guy. We did not get you in here to shoot 10 times a game, Dame. Go do yeah. the thing. But like the energy both of them have toward each other, I find it like so endearing and nice in a world where so many of our sports stories about, you know, it's like chemistry doesn't work. Literally anything Aaron Rodgers has done in the last five years or whatever. Like there's so much blech out there. And the fact that the Bucks are just like, Everyone says, yeah, all they want, all they talk about is winning a title. It's like a family in there. 
and they're all so cool. I, I found it all so cool. Every new Dame quote about like, they just keep telling me to be Dame. The big guy is the best player here. I'm just here. I love all of it. Like I'm, maybe I'm a sucker. Maybe I'm I'm a mark. I don't know. I'm scooping it all up. I can't get enough. I, I, I just think it's so cool. I can't wait. And I think that, again, there's going to be just a level of people watching the Bucks and acting like they've discovered vibranium <laughs> when they – I just love Marvel so much. Um, when uh, when it's, it's clearly – it's like just put your head together. Just Damian Lillard and Giannis. I mean, it should be like the first time someone put peanut butter and jelly together. It really Even should. though I don't really like jelly, but um, yeah, like, I'm a PBI. it's like, oh my God, this works. Yeah. I can't. How, we've got to see it. I, I hope we see it in the preseason. I don't, I'm not moved by it. So Dame said in that piece, he's getting his conditioning together a bit. So I think that's why. I think, you know, Giannis is never going to play all five preseason games, right? So I think they're like, you know, when Dame's ready to play, we'll play him for a game, two games, probably not all three of the remaining games. There's no back-to-backs, which is nice. Some teams have preseason back-to-backs, which is like insane. But it is also Sunday night ESPN game against the Lakers in LA. That would be a a logical spot. That would be a logical spot. Uh, Not reporting anything. I have no idea. I I do think they'll play together at least once in the preseason. I think that would be uh, an opportune moment, but – who knows? Maybe the Bucs are going to be like, yeah, we'll do it Tuesday in Oklahoma City. Or we might have to do a post game for that one. Yeah, I, I, I'm thinking whenever they play, I'll tell you this, whenever they play first together. I'm oh, no, I'm working right that night. I'm working that night doing CBS and it's going to be like all football. Oh, God. If, uh, squeeze oh, me in, squeeze me in five right. minutes after we do after we do our pod that night. If they play, squeeze me in five minutes. I got you. Yes, good. Because working that night, I found that I have a really hard time working when a game is on. Yeah. Whether whatever game it is. I mean, because you gotta kind of talk about it, kind of not talk about it. Yeah. But man, because I there's gonna be some of these nights that I agree to work and I'm not so because I it's not like, oh, I'm just at a place and I can like follow it and still my work. I'm talking about sports while I'm working. Yeah, it must be really you can't you can't really follow. Do you do you have the opening night, Sixers? Uh that is a night I think I will pass on i think i'm gonna I have was gonna to say you gotta be you gotta the the first freaky time regular season game if you can't get in the building it's gotta be appointment viewing this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently to the untrained ear everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand and he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I mean, that's yeah. going to be, and it sounds like everyone's going to be healthy. I, I, I didn't get very concerned about the Chris stuff, but now that I heard he's played five on five, I'm just like, yeah, he's going to be fine. They ramped him up slow. He said he feels great. And the thing about Chris, getting back to him, he... People, I feel like, overlook. I've seen so much. I've seen this exact line so many times that I wonder if some of these prognosticators copy paste. It's like, last time we saw him, he's 13 points per game. What Middleton are we going to get? I was like, last time we saw him was a playoff series where everything sucked for the Bucks, and he still averaged 20.6 rebounds, six assists, shot 40% from three, and 50-plus percent from the field. The last time we saw him in games that mattered – Chris was awesome, and his defense had yeah. slipped. I, I think you hope that can come together a little more now that he's doing a lot less offensively, carrying less load. Things are easier offensively, and you know the, the knee sounds like it feels better. Hopefully, that's true, and we you know knock on all the wood here, we get a much better season. But I I don't know where you're at on this. I don't doubt Chris. I, I don't think there's any lack of fight in Chris. I think it's been a very unfortunate situation for him these last couple of years. I think he's going to be back and awesome, though. I think he has the kind of game that's going to age well, even if he is losing a little bit of that athleticism. Chris is like, uh, I love analogies. Let me think of one. Chris is like, you you get in the car with someone and you're convinced they're a bad driver for no reason. You're just, you just, you're convinced. Yeah. And then uh, they drive pretty good and you're not even like, 
you're not even noticing that you're in the car, you're having a conversation, good tunes. And then like they, you know, they go on the side of the road. And it's like just one time. And you're like, terrible driver. I knew it. I was right all along. You're bad. It's like Chris Middleton has been an all time buck. He is. Oh, yeah. And then he'll always forever be underrated. You you can't overrate Chris. You can't even properly rate his contributions to the team. He will never get the respect that he deserves. Luckily, I think he's the kind of guy that, like, that doesn't matter. He's just going to go out there and be yeah. the guy that he is. So, we, I mean, which which even adds to why we should just be if, – if, if that's a national thing, that's fine. I never understood why Bucks fans – uh, we're always trying to move on from Chris Middleton the all worst. the time. The I think the, the the real thing that happened with him, at least from where I was doing radio, is he always got the contract yeah. before everybody else did just because of the timing of the contract. Yeah. So he was making $10 million when $10 million in the NBA was like, you got to be an all pro. Then he got the $40 million, like as because they're giving you contracts based on what the next – Yep. CBA is going to be and it works it fits and then people are always just like so that he gets judged on this impossible curve where and he's another guy too like if the Celtics had Middleton or something yeah the Lakers traded for Middleton like the narrative on him would just be so different Giannis is the only guy that actually gets credit yeah and uh, and people are trying to run him yeah, out of Giannis here. and whoever leaves when Bud yeah. signs with a team, they're all going to be like, they're this the, title, they're the title favorite. They're the title yeah. favorite. Nobody has any questions about Bud in the playoffs. Yeah, this guy won a title. I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> in Milwaukee. He overcame that. With nobody. <laughs> I think, uh, I do wonder if it'll, I don't think it will, because I've already seen, after the first injury thing came out like a week ago, I was already getting trade quit. I, I just ignore. I used to respond. I just ignore. I, 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 I will never be on board with trading Chris for basketball and non-basketball reasons. But the new contract he signed is a bargain. And I remember reading some perspective. And it's like Chris kind of had him over a barrel in free agency. I mean, he could have certainly tried to get, I think, more money or more years. And, yeah. you know, we hoped he would be, you know, you know, you always want a player to make a lot. But we know there's real tax constraints and everything else. And. The fact that, you know, I, I don't I obviously don't have any ill will toward Brooke pushing it a bit and getting a contract he earned based on what guys like Vucevic and Pirtle got who are not as good as Brooke Lopez. But Chris signing day one for I think is a very reasonable like three years, 90 some million dollar contract. I do think shows that like he doesn't want to play anywhere else. And I certainly hope he retires as a buck. You always hope everyone on a team this good does. I just, I didn't, it just hit me now. Damian Lillard might retire at Buck. He might go back and do a year, a day in Portland. That would be, wouldn't be mad at it, but he might retire at Buck. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. Someone was in my calling Dame a rental. I mean, it's like that's the years. other thing. Yeah. That's the, that's the other thing. This isn't just like a year of Dame. This is, no, that's, a, we've, I, we've got Giannis and Dame for, for a little bit here. This is, yeah, pressure's on. I mean, you got to go win this year. I think. Yeah. I mean, you got you to go win. But we, I don't want to start saying we need multiple championships, but I mean, the I potential is there. The goal. Yeah, the potential is there. I mean, you, I, I don't think they're going to win three in a row. Um, I, I, well, this is a question. Would you? Or real quick, actually, there's. I feel like before the Dame trade, it was always like not a lot of teams are interested because. You're going to have to pay him a lot of money in three years, and it's going to be bad on the cap. And I feel like I just am like, that's the nerd perspective. Like, if we get Dame for like four years, that's awesome. I don't care what it costs. I don't pay the bill. I, I think the owners are doing okay. They seem fine with all of this. They're signing up to spend the money. Credit to them for, for doing that at least. But like, hell yeah, I want Dame under contract for three, four years. I don't care what it costs, three, four years, whatever it is. Like that's awesome. He's Dame. I, 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 maybe, maybe we all just need to see it, and then it'll set in for more people. I think pe I, I do agree with you. I think people around here already get it and are super excited. Maybe around the NBA that we need to see it for a couple games. I think it should be more apparent now. Um, would you be happy with one for the duration of Giannis Dame? I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think mean, I don't think you cannot be right. 
I think that well, I think they need one. Yeah. Like you you gotta Giannis, I think I don't know. I mean, the thing I've always been with Giannis is I if Giannis, if he ended up being like, all right, Bucks, you you win, but I still I have a little more in me um that you can't reach, no harm, no foul, and he left somewhere. And if he ever leaves somewhere, like I I've always thought that I would be reacting uh fine to that. He has been yeah. tremendous here. He has, you know, and 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 we could look back and say, oh, we only got one title with Giannis, but this isn't the Packers. This isn't a team that's been historically great. Like the Bucks have been, the Bucks have been irrelevant. The Bucks have been nothing. The Bucks had God, I remember like what was I, 14, 15? The Bucks played in those little series with the Pacers in the late 90s. And they're there I'm like at three o'clock on ENT. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe the Bucks are in the playoffs. And then we're, we trick ourselves into thinking that trading for John Salmons is going to be the. <laughs> had a good year. You know, this is, this is, this is, so I don't know. I think like right now I'm hopeful for, for one, but I will say um, if I could pick which year the one came, it'd be this year. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I think that if, if you said, all right, they're going to win a title in the next four years, when would you like it to be? I would think, well, my son will be a little older and he can enjoy it. And then then in 13 seconds, I'd say, no, we need it now. We need it now. Yeah. We got to shut everybody up. Yeah. And then anything else is gravy. Well, with the Give extension, me now. the extension this summer for Giannis too. I think that pretty sure. much that I think, I think we're already there. I mean, he, I, I saw you, it's funny. actually, this quick story, I was listening to the media day stuff and I don't know if I just literally didn't hear it or if I like couldn't bring myself to believe it. But when he goes, that's why I'll sign it next year. And then I, I, I like totally, I like, I didn't even comprehend that. I saw your tweet and I was like, wait, did he actually say, and I clicked on your video that you posted. And I was like, wait, he literally said this. Obviously it was in jest. And I, I've, I've made the point like pen to paper is what matters. You can say whatever you want. We've seen guys say things and then, and then leave. I still think the fact that he said that, it just totally kills all this narrative that we had of like. And oh, because he made the joke and said yeah. the F word. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that part of it. And I was the only reason that I taped that video off of my computer screen. I did not go to media day, yeah. but it was because I saw it and I was waiting for someone to post it, to quote tweet it. And nobody did. And no one was posting the like video. Everyone, everyone was afraid of it being like thinking that they meant, you know, like, oh, you're taking it too seriously to post this. But I was like, oh, that should be shared. I mean, that's incredible that he said that. Yeah. He, he said, I'll sign it next year. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if he didn't like, but. I, I well, that's probably what he's thinking. Like, it makes yes. no sense for him to sign it this year. Yeah, it's it's a whole it's a financial. I had year. somebody see that that was a buddy and like text me and was like, "This is crap." I, he, I'm like, "What?" And they go, "Why won't he sign it? Just sign it. If you're gonna sign next year, sign now." And then I explain like, "Oh, you can actually get more money. That's yeah. why he made the joke." Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, then that makes sense. So don't yeah. sign it. That's everyone knew that going in, but we still got a whole new round of like, "Ah, oh, he's not signing it. Is he out of there?" And I agree with you. I mean, if 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 he asked out eventually now, it would suck. I mean, I'd be devastated in my own way. But it's been what is this going into year eleven now? I think with Giannis, like it's been a long time. Dude. He's made like, it. He's, he's gotten, made it here a lot farther than anybody thought he would. Yeah. So uh, it's it's all. I don't want to say it's all gravy, but that's if they the year one win is great though because then from there the team shouldn't think this way. I don't think they would. But from the fan perspective, it's kind of like what happened with Drew of like. All those questions about like, oh, is that too much to give up? Or, you know, they really mortgage the future. Not that I really care about that stuff anyway. And I think it's worth it for the opportunity, whatever happens. But all of it's immediately dead, right? Nobody can go back now and say, oh, they probably should have done that Drew trade. Or, oh, they, you know, should have waited for someone younger than Dame. Like, if you get one, you got one. And it's it's all good from there. I'll tell you why I know he's staying, though, by the way. Um, why is that? Oh, I saw him at Swimming. Three weeks ago. Swimming? Yes. Uh, my son goes to a swim school. I, th I thought this was like a club. and I was. No. I had a lot of more questions. This makes more sense. He goes to a swim school. We go every week on Tuesdays after his daycare. Yeah. And I walk in and I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know that woman? Oh. Oh. Uh, Giannis is sitting there. 
he's in the class. His two kids, to the two boys, are in the class before. Oh, and and he's sitting, and I didn't say hi, and we not that he would recognize me. Yeah, um, and, and I, I thought like, should I have my son go take a picture? And I didn't even do that. And yeah, so Giannis Adetokounmpo, the biggest superstar in the NBA, he goes to a school like. People were all on their phone, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, Giannis is here, Giannis is here. Like, yeah. you could tell there was that vibe. Yeah. But there were a couple people talking to him, like a conversation. Yeah. They asked nothing for him. Yeah. One little kid came up, asked for a picture, which Giannis eventually he did. And then Giannis goes, and he doesn't even go, there, This they, there's like changing rooms. He doesn't even go into a changing room. He just flat changes his kids on this changing table. <laughs> Almost begging to see, like, will anyone come up to me and bug me? Yeah. And basically, he was just like a dad there, a yeah. super tall dad, yeah. a super famous dad. But everybody, for the most part, like, left him alone. Yeah. In a level, like, I don't know what other city, especially you, you we would like now Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard's coming into a place where he's new. So there's going to be more, like, if you see Damian Lillard at, at a pick and save, you're going to run up to him. Yeah, because uh, because he's new. But if you say Giannis, you just like you might walk by and be like Bucks and six or something. Yeah, you're gonna let this guy live his life. Yeah, and now he's got three kids in the picture. I I, I mean, if, if if it was so hard for the holidays to uproot their life, why why are the Adetokounmpo's gonna do the same thing if they don't have to? There's the only thing that would get him out of here is if the team just wasn't committed to winning anymore. He he's got. He's got a great network of people. He can pretty much go wherever he wants with his, the minimum amount of like, that's a celebrity that you're ever going to find anywhere. I just, I just, I, I don't know. I saw him at swimming. Yeah. He didn't, I love he, these he, he didn't tip off Dame. That was kind of, but he didn't know. So, yeah, I love those stories. Like I've heard so many people are like, oh yeah, I saw him at a restaurant. And I was like, oh, is he, you know, you get mobbed? No. Like people kind of give him a nod. You know, someone kind of walked by, but he really didn't get inter interrupted that much. I do think that's like a huge thing. Like, I think that really matters. And he well, said it wasn't much. like he had someone take his kids to swimming. Yeah, he just, you know, and it's not like kids over to he has someone go like, he will, I'm sure he gets food delivered, but he, like, he, he also might stop into a place and pick up a burrito. Oh, yeah. He's cheap. He just, he's cheap. He doesn't want to pay that delivery fee. Uh, the delivery fee will get you. It does every time. But you know what? You know what really gets you? I notice on each street, they'll say, oh, spend $2 more and get free delivery. And I'll go, say, oh, what's the delivery? 50 cents. Nice try. Not doing oh, it. That's an aside. Wow. That's an aside. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think they're in great position to keep you honest. I think they're in great position to win a championship or three in these next several years. I certainly hope so. Um, and yeah, I think worrying about 2028 draft picks or 2030 dropping. God. We even gonna be around? Who cares? We're talking about Who ten cares? year olds. I don't care what ten year old they just traded. We got Giannis and Dame. That's what matters. This I, I got in an argument with someone who's like, "Oh, their asset situation is horrible." I was like, uh, "Are Giannis and what Dame more do you need? assets? It's like, oh, how are they gonna upgrade? What upgrade? How many upgrades do they need? How many trades do they have to make? They have a whole yeah, team. It's like you got your house, you got the pool, you got the guest house, you got the man cave." What do you need? You got everything. Uh, I I don't I I think I think part of it is the market thing. I also think there's this weird like draft pick fetishization of like oh you got to have 25 picks. I, I think if you ask the Oklahoma City Thunder, would you rather have Giannis and Dame or all those draft picks? I think they'd make the deal today. Not saying all their young players. I'm sure they want their runway, everything else, but it's like just the picks. Would you rather have all these picks or Giannis and Dame and the rest of your core? I think I, I think everyone is saying Giannis and Dame. That that's the whole reason you'd get. The picks in the first place. The Bucks over 50 years had a lot of draft picks come and go. Never had Giannis Adame uh, after post Kareem. So I I think I think they're doing okay. Quick Brewers Packers, and I'll let you go. Real even quicker plug. Check out Cruising for a Bruising and Talk of the Tundra here on GSPN for more insight on these teams and the Bart Winkler show for more insight on these teams. I don't know as much as you or our guys, Andrew and Adam, Jordan and Newmock, but I'll do Brewers first. Uh, are you, where are you at on the season? I, do you think like, I guess not, not even the season. Cause we, we all know that now the Brewers as a whole, are you excited for the next couple of years? I think the years? season was a success. I think, okay. um, 
the playoffs are too much of a crapshoot. Yeah, that's to fair. get as worked up about anymore. The baseball playoffs do not seem to be designed to not even like to get the best champion, but they seem on purpose. They don't want the best team to be champion. I, I couldn't believe the division winner got a three game series. Yeah, that's crazy. There's a fifth best record in baseball. They played a three game series. Yeah, and and they're gone. You lose two nights in fluky ways. Yeah. I do think maybe like I don't know. It, the the council decision looms very large. Yeah, and maybe we could be. And we talked about this uh, this week on the show. Is Craig Council is very smart and very good, and we love him. And please don't leave and and everything. But these playoffs do happen under him. I wonder if he's too laid back, calculative of a guy to have like like the Texas Rangers are a team with a vibe right now. Yeah. And then they're they're into the championship series. I don't know that we have like I don't know. I I think something's Matt always happening though. Yeah, and that's baseball which sucks. Yeah. I they don't but overcome I think it well. I think I think they've kind of grown stale. They try to yeah. do bites of the apple which is fine. But sometimes like even this year with the Bucks. This year was going to be stale yeah until the playoffs until like 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 last year barely even happened it was all regular season whatever and then quick exit sometimes as a fan like if you're a really good team to reinvigorate the fan base you either need to make the kind of move the bucks did because it has changed everything or you might need some years where you're bad because then when you're on the come up again, it like we're not going to get the kind of crowds that Philadelphia had for these playoff series because it's it's so like, oh, the Brewers, we know what's going to happen. You know, we'll just sit on our hands and there needs to be some jolt of energy to the franchise. So that's yeah. where I'm at. I, I hope it can be Jackson Churio. I don't know when we're actually going to see him. I think that's the kind of player where if he pans out, he could himself maybe bring that. Because that's clearly... I mean, you look at this up and down that roster, and yeah, some of the back end guys were not good. Whatever. I mean, that's that's baseball. Like I'll do dynamic. this too. How I just answered, and this is for kids to take note. Yeah. Um, I just answered a Brewers question, and I tied it back into the Bucks. Bucks that's pro. That's pro level. And I'm going to do the same for the Packers. Yeah. Because I think like in in Mike Budenholzer's fifth year. Was there still things about him that you complained about in his first year? There were. Yeah. Matt LaFleur is the same thing for me where, yes, he's got a good record as Bud did, but he's still making the same kind of mistakes. A lot of game management stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't quite get a lot of what they're trying to do. Some of the play calling is bizarre. I'm very willing to give Jordan Love the entire year before I – like a lot of people this you know this week you want to say oh he sucks that's who he is they tell me who he is it's been five weeks yeah but I do I have more concerns through five games where we thought it would be a what kind of year is it for Jordan Love I have a lot more concerns about Matt Lafleur than I do the quarterback I would say the uh, Gutekinds too like I think you look at how much they put in this defense it's just not that good and they've had injuries on both ends the offensive line. I mean, the way they blocked against Detroit, uh, they were just never going to have a good game. It was like impossible. We've seen these games, like the Super Bowl, Mahomes against the Buccaneers. Like you just can't, you can't do an offense if your offensive line gets beat that badly basically every play. So that that's an issue. But I just feel like I know they're young. It's mostly offensively though. They're young, and it's going to be up and down year. And I think, I think everyone says that. I think it's hard to actually accept when you go Favre, Rogers, and you've had. You know, your down transition year was still like six and ten. Like I just think it was always going to be an adjustment this year. But I think the defense, I know they play they ended up playing pretty well last week. There's just been some frustrating moments. I don't I don't know. I, they're, they're, it's the Packers. I feel like LaFleur is in this weird spot, more so than even Bud or Council of like so well regarded around the league. But a lot of Packers fans are like, I kind of hate a lot of what he does. It's very bizarre to me. Yeah. I don't, it's it's very strange to kind of like – I think Council a little bit is like that, but not as much. I think most Brewers fans would want him back. But I do think around the game they're like, oh, my God, Craig Council. And we're like, yeah, we like Craig Council. 
I don't know. Do you, am I too low on council? No, I, I was, I tweeted something about, um, I said, what well, name one thing Matt LaFleur does well. <laughs> and I did not get a lot of good answers. What I did get was a lot of bears fans uh, saying, saying, and even like more than that saying, Oh, look at, they're at the stage of a bad quarterback where they blame the coach, but that's not where I'm at. I'm, I'm, what does he do? Well, what, what yeah. am I getting out of Matt LaFleur? I couldn't get out of anyone else. I don't know right now. I don't think there's a lot to answer there. Yeah. I, uh, it's going to be an up and down year. I still get excited to watch the Packers games. NFL football is just different. But I will say, it's a good, Bucks picked a good time to assemble Damon Giannis, given the Brewers flame out and the Packers probably going to be one of their worst. It is going to be one of their worst seasons in, in decades. And that's not trying to be hyperbolic. That's just where we're at, being realistic. And for all the playoff stuff, they've just won a ton of games over the last 30 years. But good time to have Giannis and Dame to kind of balance that all out. Bart Winkler, thank you very much. Let the people know uh, where, where they can find you. Hey, the Bart Winkler Show, part of the Blue Wire Network, wherever you get your pods. Check me out on YouTube and your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. I do pop up there a time or two. Uh, got a lot of work this coming week. And uh, so I'm always... The shift's weird. It's like, and I don't know until like the week before. So last week... I worked Saturday morning from five to nine and then not the rest of the week. And then this week I'm working like four straight nights, five to 9 PM, five to 9 AM. Five to 9 yeah, AM. I figured that on the first one. Ooh. Yeah. Weird. But uh, Hey, I can kind of pick my spots and I like it. That's great to hear. I always appreciate the time, Bart. I always have a fun combo. Everyone subscribe to the show, wherever you're listening to this show, it's everywhere that, that we are. So make sure you do that. Follow Bart on Twitter at winks. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. You can tell Rohan usually does the outros. Find everything GSPN does, including the aforementioned Brewers and Packers pods at gspn.info. Thank you very much for listening. Pod random, and we will talk to you next time.